Today we talk about how do genetically normal embryos, also called U-point embryos, end up ending in miscarriage? I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. In episode 16 of this season, we talked about how normal embryos being euploid don't always work. Specifically, what we were talking about was talking about that even though the DNA is normal, it's not always perfect, and sometimes they don't implant, and that there are more things that can occur. But what I want to talk about today is a little bit of a different scenario. And talking about how does a euploid embryo end up having normal ACG values, and then all of a sudden, the ACG just drop, or you end up having a miscarriage because the baby heartbeat stopped. What I can tell you is, is it's extremely, extremely heartbreaking, and if more, even confusing, because it's a normal embryo. And so I really want to talk about that because I feel like it doesn't make sense and people blame themselves. And so For example, I've had patients who put back a normal embryo. The first ACG is perfect. The second ACG is perfect. And then all of a sudden it starts dropping. And they had a chemical miscarriage. I've had other patients with normal embryos. And at six weeks, something goes wrong. And the heartbeat stops. And they have a miscarriage. Now, we'll go into other topics in the future about recurrent miscarriage and what can cause that. But specifically, I just want to talk about not someone who's having recurrent miscarriage. Talking about the normal miscarriage that can happen, that can happen to anyone, and how that can still happen when everything is genetically normal. Now, we've discussed before that euploid means the DNA is normal, but from a gross standpoint, meaning large chromosomes. What it doesn't mean is that there can't be small, very tiny deletions that can't be picked up by PGT. So when we say euploid embryo, I'm talking about an embryo that genetics should be normal. Again, not the micro that we can't see, but at least the big chromosomes. Now what's interesting is, is that embryos grow very fast, faster than even cancer. And so these cells are dividing extremely fast. And when that's happening, mistakes can happen. And not only mistakes can happen, they're actually expected to happen. In fact, We have mechanisms in our body that actually are constantly looking at problems and fixing them, whether they're DNA repair or even when it comes to cells. There are things that go wrong, and we have mechanisms that actually fix these problems ongoing. Now, from a common sense standpoint, it doesn't make sense. Well, if the DNA is normal, why would there be a mistake? But there are supposed to be mistakes. And the way I would look at is using an analogy of a building. A building has a blueprint. The blueprint is the DNA of the construction of that building. And if that blueprint is correct, there should be nothing wrong. Everything should be in the right place, the mechanical, everything. But the thing is, is that the blueprint is just the DNA. It's not making the cell. And so just like when someone builds a building, you have workers. And sometimes the workers make mistakes. And so they may look at the DNA, which is the blueprint, and say, oh, well, this is supposed to go here. But in reality, 
It's not. And they can make a mistake. And if it's caught, it can be repaired, but sometimes it's not caught. And if that's not caught and the building kept being built on this incorrect area, there may be weaknesses in the building or could be mistakes that can definitely ruin the building. Matter of fact, when I built my clinic, I was coming in pretty much every other day looking because I was so fascinated by them building it. And I remember them building one of the back areas by the nurse station. And I thought it was really strange that it was so high when it was not supposed to be that high. And I asked the guy, I go, oh, so you build the whole thing up and then you, you cut it down? I, I was surprised you guys went so high with that. And he looked at me with a confused look and he's like, no, it's supposed to be that way. And I said, oh, no, it's supposed to be less than that. And he goes over and grabs out the blueprint and he looks and goes, oh, you're right. We made a mistake. And so the same thing can happen in the cells. Not that the DNA is wrong, but that the DNA was right, but the cells can have errors. Now, not everyone's willing to get into the cellular mechanisms, but there are things called ribosomes, which are these proteins that then take the DNA material and transcribe it into another form of like DNA called RNA. And then that RNA is then transcribed by proteins to make more proteins. And so in each step, there can be a recording error or there can be something that goes wrong. In addition, even when cells divide, the DNA themselves can even have issues. Now, again, usually these are repaired, but sometimes if it's growing so fast and multiple, multiple divisions occur, it could be such a large problem that can actually succumb to that. The way I look at a chemical miscarriage is I look at what happened. If the ACG has a sudden drop and it just collapses, I usually think there must have been some developmental issue that was so large the cells could not survive and ended up succumbing to it. And usually you'll see this huge drop off versus seeing ACG that kind of waxes and wanes, you know, it's starting to go up, going slower, and then slowly goes down. That would make me think something more like implantation failures, which I'll go into in another episode in the future. And we would see the ACG plateauing like it was struggling and then slowly going down versus a sharp decline. The other thing to understand is that even if there are errors, depending on when the errors occur can make a difference. So for example, if you are in the very early part of division, and let's say there's hundreds of cells, if 2% or 3%, which is a few cells, may have errors, it may be enough for the embryo to no longer grow. But if you have millions of cells and maybe 100 cells go bad, it's such a small fraction, it won't affect it. Kind of like if someone took 1,000 cells from you, it wouldn't hurt you at all. You probably wouldn't even notice it. But when you only have a few hundred cells and you lose five to 10 cells, that could be enough that can make the embryo no longer keep growing. Now, later in pregnancy, it's a little bit different. When you have a heartbeat, you're past that cellular stage, but still the DNA is still making things. The DNA could potentially make a heart that's not working as well, not because the DNA was wrong, but again, because of those transcriptions and errors that can occur. And so in that situation where there was an abnormal heart, it could potentially cause the baby to no longer be able to grow. Now, I don't want people to think that there aren't other causes of miscarriage. There are. There are recurrent causes. There are things that can be prevented. 
But what I'm talking about specifically is I want people to understand how they can have a normal embryo, meaning a genetically normal embryo, and still can have a miscarriage, whether it's chemical miscarriage, whether it's a clinical miscarriage. The point is, having normal DNA is having a normal blueprint. It's correct. But the problem is, is that there are cellular mechanisms that can still make mistakes. And it's actually amazing there aren't more mistakes that occur. It's actually a pretty good system. But unfortunately, it's not perfect. And unfortunately, sometimes that can lead to the embryo succumbing to it. I wish I could tell you that there's something you can do, that there is some other treatment you can do to prevent it. But unfortunately, these are unpreventable. Changing the protocol, changing the FET protocol, nothing will prevent these because they're not something you're doing. They're not something the doctor's doing. They're just inherent in life. Unfortunately, things can go wrong. As a patient, I can't imagine how frustrating it must be. I myself have never had embryos tested, so I've never been through a situation like this. Usually when an embryo didn't work or there was a miscarriage, we just assumed it was genetics. But now we can test embryos. And when I put myself into that position, I think, man, I would feel like, what was the point? Why did I do this? Why did I spend more for this? Might as well just put an embryo back and this could have happened. And you're right. It could. But that doesn't mean that PGTA isn't beneficial. Because one of the things that's still good is at least then you know that the problem wasn't due to the DNA. And just like if you got in a car crash and had a miscarriage, you would say, okay, well, I know it had nothing to do with the DNA. By now having this car crash, but maybe at a cellular standpoint, at least now when you look for things to repair or things to fix, you at least know it's not due to the DNA. And that's important because if you do have recurrent miscarriages or have more than one miscarriage and you're concerned, at least you can rule this one thing off. I sure hope none of you have gone through this, but I know some of you probably have. And I'm sorry if it did happen. Emotionally, it's devastating. And it's very frustrating because it doesn't make sense. I hope this episode was able to at least give you some idea of what's going on and maybe help you understand it wasn't anything you did and that this isn't perfect. And that sometimes, even when the DNA is perfect, things can still go wrong. As always, I greatly appreciate everyone who tells people about us and gives us reviews. If you want to help us out, tell your friends, give us a five-star review on your favorite medium, and keep listening. I look forward to talking to everyone again next week on Talk About Fertility Tuesday.